Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. What is the spirit that most churches prophesy by in these last days? Is it the spirit of God? Or is it some other spirit that we think is God and yet is not God? The Lord states there in Matthew 10, you can look at it, verse 34. You think that I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword to set a man at variance, the father against the son, mother against her daughter, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. A man's enemy shall be those of his own household. The spirit of Baal prophesies peace when there is no peace. We see in the book of Daniel, talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ in the last days, there will be a spirit that dominates the mystery of Babylon, the great the mother of harvest and abominations of the earth. Asherah, Tammuz, mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. She says, I said a queen, I am no widow and I will see no sorrow, no tribulation, no trouble, no birth pains. There is in her mind, she's already married to Jesus. There is no work of the ministry. There is no crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, she's automatically there. It's the same as Laodicea. I'm increased with goods and most of the denominational churches in the world and saying I'm clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. We don't need any growth in our Lord Jesus Christ to come unto perfection to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. But Jesus states to the church at Laodicea, knowest thou not your you, they're saying that they're clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. He said, knowest thou not you're, you are naked, destitute. You are deceived thinking that you're serving God when in fact that you're actually serving an anti-God, an anti-Christ, something in lieu of Christ that seems right to a man, but then there are the ways of death. This is exactly what Jesus stated about that we have to have that rod of God for correction a chastening rod. He tells the church at Laodicea, Knowest thou not, you there are naked, that you are destitute. I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. That is who I love, I chasten. That's a chastening rod of God. If any man be without chastisement, then are you bastards and not sons. All that the Lord loves, he chastens. This is not to destroy us, but to correct us where we will not be condemned with the world. Now, Jesus stated that a man's enemies will be those of his own household. That in the church of the living God, in John 16, it's stated by the Lord himself that I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. Yea, the times come that they're going to deliver you out of their synagogues, out of their churches, and cast your name out for evil. Yea, the time comes that they will kill you and think that they did God a service. These things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. They do not know as little children that Jesus is the Father of glory. In 1 John, in his epistle, 2nd chapter, verse 12 through 14, I write in you little children, They've grown from newborn babies to little children. 
Why does he write to them? And what does he say literally makes the little children? What is their characteristics? I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. They're born again. And you've known the father. Jesus states that. If you'd known me, you should have known my father also. From henceforth, you both, from henceforth, you will know him and have seen him, the father. Jesus stated, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the father that dwells in me, houses permanently in me, a permanent manifestation of the father. He's the one that does the works. He's the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, Loosing the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and captive one free. And blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. So what is this spirit that is second over the world in most of the denominational churches thinking that it's God and it's not? It's the spirit of Antichrist. What is that? Well, Christ in the doctrine of Christ, that Christ is every office of the spirit of which there is only but one. One person in the Godhead, not three. That is, Christ is the Spirit, but Christ is also every office of that Spirit. In 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, it states that the Old Testament prophets, all of them, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching quite what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's capital S. Christ is that spirit. He is the omnipotent, omniscient spirit of God that is invisible. That is Christ. Well, everybody was able, Christ is the spirit. Wonderful. But that does not, we don't stop there. That's not the full revelation. The revelation established in the doctrine of Christ is a mystery. That is given to us plainly now in the New Testament, as Paul stated. In Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, it talks about the full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let man, no man deceive you. What will be the, be the deception in the last days? Well, it'll be something against this doctrine of Christ, something in lieu of Christ, an anti-Christ, in lieu of Christ. It'll sound right. It'll sound like it's God but it's not. And how will we discern it? How will we know it? Well, it's very simple. Jesus stated there, Matthew 10, 34. Think not that I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword to set a man at variance. The father gets the son, mother gets the daughter, mother-in-law gets the daughter-in-law. Why? A man's enemies will be those of his own household. It'll be within the church of the living God that there will be difference in diversities of doctrines and apologetics that many will say that they are right and they have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And yet that key given to Peter, whatever he loosed on earth, be loosed in heaven, bound on earth, shall be bound in heaven, which is the doctrine of Christ. What thank you of Christ? There Jesus stated, who do you say that I am? Who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's all the foundation of the church is that doctrine of Christ. But we have in the churches a false Christ. A false Christ 
denies that Jesus is the Father. They say he's the second person of the Godhead. That's an antichrist. We find that in 1 John 2.22, who is a liar, but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that have denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because the Father is Christ, that one spirit which is invisible. But he's also denied the Son. Why? Because that Son is the Father revealed, manifest in the days of his flesh. The Son of God and the Father are one in the self, same spirit as Jesus stated. And my Father one, John 10, 30. We're one in the self, same spirit. The flesh that Jesus there had in the days of his flesh, that's God's own flesh, God's own body. In the volume book, it's, it's written to me, I come to do thy will of God for a body that has prepared me. God prepared himself a body. We see it in Isaiah 43, 10. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the invisible spirit of God. And my servant whom I have chosen. Somebody said, if he chose a servant, it can't be that same spirit. Yes, it is. And that's the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Isaiah 43, 10 again. The prophet states, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. Thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know, believe me, and understand that I am he. Beside me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am the Lord thy Savior, that is God thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, Isaiah 43, 15. Well, we have a Holy Trinity, which does not exist. So we've hewed out these ecumenical councils and synods of a three-person Godhead, three persons and this one God. And they think, well, if God is speaking, the Father to the Son, it has to be another person. But God said, no, it's not. I am that servant that I chose. Isaiah 43.10, Philippians 2, 6-8. Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Nobody's equal with God except God himself. He is that spirit, but made himself of no reputation. Why? Because it's not going to work salvation as spirit, but as a man made in under the law. So he must put a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit to work only as a man. And he adds to himself the form of a servant. Who is that servant? Isaiah 43.10. God said that servant is the Lord. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty is that servant. Added to him the form of a servant, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory. Added to him the form of a servant, that's the Son of God, the Father revealed. Not another spirit. And that's where we missed it. And there, added to him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him. He chose him. But Isaiah 43.10 says, You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the self-existent, eternal, invisible Spirit of God, and my servant whom I have chosen, that servant he chose, that God said that you may know, have the knowledge of it, and believe me, believe God, not these 
ecumenical councils and synods of centuries ago and understand, have the understanding of the Godhead that I am he. God said, I am that servant that I chose. That's me. Before me, there was no God form, neither shall be after me. There it is. He is God, our Savior, the Lord, our Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Never been a holy trinity. Now that's what God is going to reveal in the judgments of God. For when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, which is, uh, there's only one spirit of God, Jesus Christ, the man is that spirit. He's been made a quickening spirit in his glorification. He made himself of no reputation in his humiliation to be a man. After his death, burial, and resurrection, and fulfilled that law, taking the ordinances of it, nailing it to his cross, he broke down that middle wall of partition in his own body of flesh, thereby making one new man. Who is that new man? Who is this man, Christ Jesus? Well, it's the servant that God chose. That God said, that is me. I am that servant. And that's exactly what Jesus stated. That when that resurrection comes, that you will know that I'm in him, he, the father, and the father's in me. You'll know it at that day. And I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. I will show you plainly of the father. John 16. You will no more ask me, and I'll, and I'll pray the Father for you. You ask in my name, and I say not, I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because he's glorified with the Father's own self, all things, and all power in heaven is given unto the man, Christ Jesus. Glorified with the Father's own self. You want to see the Father? Look at Jesus. He is the only true God in eternal life, the Father of glory. That's Christ. That's the doctrine of Christ. But we viewed it out these cisterns that can hold no water. We are these clouds that hold no rain. We are these trees that are twice plucked up by the roots. What's the roots? The foundation of Christ. The foundation of the church. What is that foundation? That Jesus is the true God and eternal life, the Father of glory. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. Jesus stated that to his disciples and they time and the days of his flesh on the earth, God manifest in the flesh, that he stated to his disciples, I'll pray the Father to send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it saith him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwells with you, Jesus talking to him, and I shall be in you. How can that be? Because when Jesus is glorified back to the Father, he came from the Father, came into the world, went back to the Father, not beside him, not around him, to him. He said, then I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That is the Son of God that has come to us, which now is in our heart, the Father of glory. You'll see that in Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Why? Because the Son of God and the Father are one and the self-same Spirit. There's not another. That's Galatians 4, 6. In Acts 2, 36, in his glorification, Jesus is the Father of glory, glorified with the Father's own self. You see that in John 17, 5, in that Garden of Gethsemane. 
He said, Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory I had with you before the world was. I wanted all that. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus comes out of the tomb, stating, all power in heaven and earth is given to me. That did not leave the Father powerless. Jesus is the Father revealed. And he states that again. Peter talking about it in Acts 2, 36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, only one Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ. Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is the Father. You see that in Ephesians 4. There's one body, one spirit, in whom you're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all, who's above all and in us all. The Father's in us. Who is that? That's Jesus Christ. That's the spirit of his son. Galatians 4, 6. When you see that, that God chose that servant, that servant is God. That's the revelation. But Baal says, no, that's not so. They've taken us after other gods, plurality. Somebody said, well, there's one God but three persons. No, there's one God with one person. Jesus is the express image of his singular person. Hebrews 1, 3, and 4. There's not another. He is the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent God, who only hath immortality. That man dwelling in the light which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. We've lost that. Now, as we take a look at the scriptures, Jesus is that spirit. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's us, the body of Christ. What is it revealed? The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord. He's been made Lord, Lord and Christ. He is both Lord and Christ. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Christ, the Holy Ghost that's in us. That's not another person. Acts 2.36. We see that Jesus stated there in that, on the day of Pentecost, that it was time for that season, the church age, that dispensation of grace. Ten days before, it had been seen 40 days after his passion, that he was alive after the resurrection and glorification of Jesus. He said, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. You shall receive power that not many days hence. That is Jesus that came to us on the day of Pentecost. He stated that in Matthew 16. He said, some of you will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Son of Man came in his kingdom. And there were many that were still alive, of course. Judas Iscariot had hung himself and his bowels had gushed out. But there were many, as Jesus stated, some of you shall not taste the death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. What kingdom? Christ in you, the hope of glory, Jesus in you. And that happened on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2. Well, the doctrine that is come and infiltrated most churches in the world, in the denominational church world, is that of Baal. Prophesying peace when there is no peace. Saying you're not going to have to go through any tribulation or trouble. 
that's going to be a pre-tribulation rapture. We see in Amos 9, verse 9, God there has called that all Israel will be sifted among the nations. Has commanded that Israel be uh, sifted among all the nations, not the least grain will fall to the ground. The church will be sifted. It will separate the righteous from the wicked, the holy from the profane, those that serve God versus those that do not serve God. The only ones that have faith and the patience of God in those days would be the ones that have and know that he that leaves in the captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with a sword must be killed with a sword. That as you have done it to the people of God, it will be done unto you. For the blood of the saints and the prophets are found in Mr. Babylon the Great. Many do not understand that. They will not have that faith. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. They have to understand the work of the ministry, what they're called for in the church of the living God. Baal says there's peace. Jesus said, no, I didn't come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. But it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. The Antichrist will deceive many, saying, by peace he will destroy many. He'll take the kingdom with flatteries. People love flattery. They love equity. They don't like that you have to sacrifice in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and mortifying the deeds of the flesh in order to please God, sanctification, and belief of the truth. No, they hate that. And because they do, they will rise up against the Christian uh, faith in the last days, doing everything, everything they can to destroy the true Christians, the true ones of God in the body of Christ. That is why don't fear him that hath power to kill the body. The fear of him that hath power to kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. That's who we fear. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy to understand the words of the book of this prophecy. And that has been circumvented, staying, stating that there is a pre-tribulation rapture in the book of Revelation has nothing to do with the church. A gross, grotesque lie because it is written to the church of the living God. It's the very heartstrings of our Lord Jesus Christ. The seals are the heartstrings of God that our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you add anything to the words of the book of this prophecy, the plagues of this book will be added to you. If you, if you take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, then your name will be taken out of the holy city and blotted out of the book of life where it was once in there, maybe because you were truly born again of the water and the spirit. You were baptized after you repented in the name of Jesus Christ and had the Holy ghost because you didn't follow on to know the Lord in doing the will of God and the purpose of God. He said, depart from me, you, the work of iniquity. I never knew you. This will be a frightful word from the Lord. There will be many weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because we have bought the lie, there's a pre-tribulation rapture. And that states that God have there in Amos 9, verse 9, call for the house of Israel to be sifted among the nations, not the least grain fall to the ground. But he states very plainly, 
Amos 9, verse 10, that I will destroy all the sinners of my people. God said it. By the sword. The sword that many say that doesn't have anything to do with us. They say it's peace. No sword. Peace and safety. No judgment. No judgment beginning at the house of God. Setting as Babylon, the first church, the false church, I should say. Setting, I am a queen, I am no widow, I'll see no sorrow. A false church of the queen of heaven. And that's Ashtarog, Tammuz. Those are the ones that literally cry peace in the, in the spirit of Baal. Prophesying by that spirit. That spirit's real. Many prophesy, thinking it's God, but it is Baal. How do you know the difference? Well, the Lord will always, the government of God is the cross. The cross is what Jesus had upon his shoulder in Isaiah 9, 5. Unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder. Singular. That's the cross. Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. You have to, cannot do your own will. You must do the will of God. You must work at your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in you, both the will and the do, of his good pleasure. We must do the will of God. But that's not taught. It's saying peace. As soon as you ask the Lord to come in your heart, or you say the sinner's prayer, you're saved. And once saved, always saved, and that's a lie. And you don't have to do the will of God. You don't have to crucify the flesh with affections of the lust. You don't have to do the perfect will of God according to the faith that's been given you to enable you to do the purpose and will of God in your life. And each one is different. Different ministrations, but the same spirit. You have to find the will of God and do it. Those are the ones that are obedient under righteousness, under holiness. They're not newborn babes. They're not little children that just know that Jesus is the father. They are the young men that the word of God is strong in them. They've overcome the wicked one. You'll see that in Revelation, the second and third chapter. But it doesn't stop there. We must go to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and of fathers. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you, fathers, because you know him that's from the beginning. You've known him that's from the beginning is the word. In the beginning was the word, word with God. The word was God. The same was the beginning with God. All things were made by him. The fathers know that word. They have eyes before and behind in the revelation of Jesus. They are the redeemed of the Lord, the church of the living God, the fathers that will be sealed that God is doing now in Revelation 7. They're the lion, man, calf, and eagle. They are the redeemed of the Lord that have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints, the faith in present truth, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. They've come to that full measure of Jesus, and they're sealed with the mind of Christ in Revelation 7. God's doing that now. Let me read to you what is happening in the churches there that the Lord warned about. Even in the Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah stated, the priest said not, 
Where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, God said. The pastors, the ones that's supposed to feed the flock, but have shared the sheep. And God said, I'm against you pastors. What did they do? And the prophets prophesied by Baal, not by the Lord Jesus Christ, not by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is holy. You can't lie, cheat, and steal. You can't bear false witness. You must speak the truth. And that is uh, that by the spirit of truth, if you breach the word of God in that wall of salvation, immediately a snake, a serpent will bite you. And you break down the wall, a bear will meet you immediately. The ones that prophesied by Baal saying peace when there is no peace. And they walked after things that do not profit. There we find again, this is Jeremiah, said again in Jeremiah 7, verse 9. He says uh, in verse 8 and 9, Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Pre-tribulation rapture, not going through anything. You don't have to prepare. You don't have that faith that, that he that kills you with a sword must die by the sword. You are not have that faith that you're going to see your testimony with your own blood. That you will not deny the Lord Jesus Christ, even through great tribulation. The trial of our faith. The northern army coming there with great destruction upon the whole earth. For out of the north, a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. That's the second vision that Jeremiah saw. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see a seething pot, a boiling pot. And the face thereof is toward the north. Why? Out of the north, a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. But we're saying, oh, no, we're going to have peace. And God states there, he said, will you steal, murder, and commit adultery? And swear falsely, not proclaiming the word of God? And burn incense unto Baal any time that you breach the word of God, saying peace when there is no peace. Not knowing the work of God, which is a strange work, bringing to pass his active strange act, judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, and judgment must first begin at the house of God, then you belied the Lord. That's Baal. They prophesy by that. It is a spirit that is against God. And he said, and you walk after other gods, G-O-D-S, whom you knew not. And come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name. The ones that are the true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the family in heaven and earth is named, that name Jesus. They took on that name in water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. There, what is it? What is this doctrine of Baal? What is this doctrine that, that they say they're prophesying by? This rooty tooty, fresh and fruity, easy believism. Don't have to crucify the flesh with the affection of the lust. Do whatever you want to. God will bless you. You've got heaven made anyway. Well, it says there in Jeremiah, verse 23. And verse 13 says, 
and I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal. They caused my people to Israel to err, the people of God to err, to miss the mark. I've seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem an horrible thing. They commit adultery. Why? They're breaching the word of God. And walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Why? Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I will feed them with wormwood. Wormwood we're going to see in the book of the Revelation we'll get into later. And I will make them the drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into the land. What was their message? What were they prophesying? Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision out of their own heart. They're not prophesying by the Spirit of God. They're not preparing you for that faith, that faith that we will have in the last days, that he that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that leadeth, that killeth with a sword will die by the sword. They are saying you're getting out of that. You'll have peace. You'll have none of this. Judgment will not begin at the house of God. And the righteous scarcely be saved. And where shall any of the ungodly, wicked and the ungodly appear? He's sitting here. They prophesy out of their own heart. And not out of the mouth of the Lord. Those that are of God. They speak the truth of God as Christ speaking through them. It's not them, but the anointing of the Holy Ghost is Christ speaking through them. Paul said it, as you seek a truth of Christ speaking through me. We have to live that life that's totally dedicated to God, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust. There in order, mortifying the deeds of the flesh in order to have Christ shine through us and speak the that word of God, which is Christ in us, the word. They, these prophets of Baal, they prophesy their own heart. What they think is God, God is love. There will be no tribulation, no trouble. God won't beat his wife. They will use all kinds of things. We're not appointed in wrath, but now not considering that the people of God, the saints of the living God, are the ones that will render the judgments on the people and vengeance upon uh, the people, the judgments upon the people. This honor have all the saints. You can read in Psalm 149. You are my battle axe, God said. The people of God in the last days in Revelation 11, the two witnesses are not just two men. That's the body of Christ. But only the eyes of those that are seeking God will be open to that truth. They think they're pre-tribulation raptured out of it. And they have peace and they're waiting for that. That any day, that any minute, any second, God may split the eastern sky. It's a lie. How do you know that? Acts 3, 20 and 21. Peter stated that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. What do you mean by that? Until things are restored in all truth that the heavens will retain Jesus. He will come there after he's performed his whole work upon Zion. Very few understand that. 
What do they say in the prophets of Baal? They prophesy of their own heart. What are they saying? They say still unto them that despise me, the ones that despise the Lord. They hate the word of God, prophesy this peace. And they do it in the name of the Lord. And Jesus said, many will come in my name and shall deceive many and shall sow great signs and wonders. In so much if it were possible, they'd see the very elect. He says here, the Lord has said, that's what they prophesy. The Lord said, thus saith the Lord. The Lord has said, they say, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. And Jesus said, huh? I didn't come saying peace on the earth, but rather a sword. And they, the prophets of Baal saying, oh no, you're going to have peace. You said a queen, you have no widow and you will see no sorrow, no birth banks, no birth there of Jesus Christ in you, crucifying uh, the flesh with the affections and the lust. When that last day work of God, is this not sealed up among my treasures? Deuteronomy 32. For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribul tribulation, the trouble that others say that you won't have, but God said you will. The Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribulation, the trouble. When he sees their powers gone, we must come to the end of ourselves to do the will of God. And there's none shut up or left. What will it reveal? And then you shall know that I am the Lord, thy God, that Jesus is the true God and eternal life and there's not another. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. All will know him from the least to the greatest then. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. We'll all know it then. But if we don't know it now, that we will be literally destroyed by the Lord God Almighty. He will destroy the sinners of his people by the sword, which say no evil, no tribulation or trouble shall prevent me nor overtake me. Amos 9 10. He says here, here's what the prophets of Baal say. It's a spirit, but it's not spirit of God. They say still to them that despise me, they say the Lord has said, you shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. No tribulation, no persecution will come upon you. <laughs> God said, uh, for who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath uh, perceived and heard his word, who hath marked his word and heard it. Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury. Even as grievous whirlwind, it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he has, ex has literally executed, until he has performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, you shall consider it perfectly. The hand of God will be known toward his people and his anger against those that have breached his word. It's a very serious thing. The book of the Revelation talks about seals, trumpets, and vows. We will be tried as by fire. Judgment begins at the house of God. We will be perfected to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Jesus Christ. The works of the flesh will be burned up. Then all will know that Jesus the whole purpose of the judgments of God is to reveal him as the only true God and eternal life, the Father of glory. See now that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer. Beside me, there's no other God. 
He said, I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal, I do all these things. Now beside me, there is no other God. There's no God standing at the right hand. He is seated down with the Father in that throne, Revelation 3.21. You want this word? Maybe God's dealing with you. You need to join us. You need to join with us. Somebody said, well, this is a hard thing. Well, do you want to obey the truth or do you want to go along with the flow? More will be, so there will be many that will be deceived in the last days. Jesus stated so. Not some, many. Few there will be that will follow the truth. Jesus stated that also. It's up to us. It's up to each individual to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling for it's God that worketh in us to do according to his will and his uh, his call. And if we do not do the will of God, the purpose of God in our life, we will here depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Lawlessness, you didn't follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Now we're praying for each and every individual member of the body of Christ that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, it'd be easier to go along with the flow. Sure it would. You're not speaking the truth. People love to hear peace. They love to hear peace and safety. But when they say that, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. We're of the day. We're not of the night that that day of God will take us as a thief in the night. We, in the body of Christ, uh, in this work of the ministry, will know what God is doing. I'll call you no more servants. I'll call you friends because a servant knows not what his Lord does. We are those friends of God. We are the ones that will be sealed in Revelation 7, the apocalyptic sealing that God is doing now again on the 19th of January, 2019. I had a visitation from the Lord. I only had four in my whole 48 years in ministry. Stating, seal my people by my word. Even as I send by angel ascending from these heavenly seal of the living God, so send I you. Quote, unquote. We were flabbergasted. We know that we're in the last of the last days, but God is sealing his people now for this work that he's going to do, which is a work, a strange work, and his act is strange act. Don't mock at it. Let your bands be made strong, as he did Pharaoh's. This work has surprised the hypocrite. Only the true believers in God will be able to stand. Who will be able to stand? Only those that have the seal of the living God. And that is the word of God. Well. Those of you that's listening on the podcast, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. We're here for you. It's not for any of our righteousness or our holiness that God said for us to seal the people of God. It's his word. We're just shoe shine boys. We pop the rag and shine your shoes. We're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're here for you. We need to hear from you. There, some of you now are sending in your uh, donation. We thank you for that. That's the only way we stay on there. It costs, yes, we have a DBM team there, the Dennis Beard Ministry team here of sold out ministers that travel the world and do nothing but bring this gospel of Jesus Christ. I know that it's different than what most people here in the denominal church world. They're going to hear a pre-tribulation rapture. They're going to hear easy believism that God will bless you financially and all that. And you're going to have the world and Jesus too, which is a lie. 
not hearing, but you have to sanctify yourself, both spirit, soul, and body. They don't believe in sanctification. That, that literally, you have to crucify your flesh with the affections of the lust in order to find and do the will of God. They don't want to hear it. They're in Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon, the great the mother of hearts said, I said a queen, again, I am no widow. They say we're married to Jesus and we will see no sorrow. We'll see no birth pain. We will soon no, see no evil, no tribulation, no trouble. When it's just exactly the opposite. Well, if you're hearing on the podcast, again, email me at Dennis. I'm sorry. Email me at sealinggodspeople at, at dennisbeard.org. You can also reach us on our websites, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, jcic.tv. Don't procrastinate. Make a move. Stand for God. Stand for God, he'll stand for you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.